the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. And hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 The Champ. Brent Ridge, Dave Craig Jr. with you. The Alchemy Lounge here, Foundry Distilling Company in West Des Moines, opened in this evening as well as uh, Friday and Saturday. Free to come on in and enjoy their libations. We're going to be here for the next hour talking everything in the world of the Iowa Hawkeyes, getting you set for Iowa-Nebraska a little bit later on tonight. Thank heavens we do not have to watch a game while we're trying to do this show again. Last week, I think, was an unmitigated disaster because we... <laughs> it happens. It was, it was a big ball game, and it was hard... Uh, hard to pay attention to what we were trying to do here on the air while we watched Iowa lose to Michigan at the time. Pretty good ball game while we were watching it uh, on the air at 31-28 at halftime. And of course, the uh, Hawks ended up losing that one, 79 to 57, which was uh, kind of a going away thing. Still, we can talk about why. I think the Jack Nunji injury kind of ups- just kind of took their their brains out of uh, the game. They didn't look like the same team. Certainly, that played Ohio State on Sunday, which at, I in, called. In, 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 yes, you did. I don't think you called a 73-57 whooping, though. No. no, I did not. Uh, in, in holding the number four uh, team uh, team in the country and the number three scoring team in the country to just 57 points on 66 trips. That's a nice adjusted defensive number, and that's what Iowa did in uh, taking care of business over at Ohio State. Of course, tonight, Nebraska, 8 p.m. on BTN. Sunday, Wisconsin, 11.30 a.m. on Fox, and that'll wrap up the uh, regular season for the Iowa Hawkeye men, and we'll see where everything shakes out. But the Hawks go two and zero; they're the three seed, three seed, and and likely in my in my in my estimation, probably two seed in the NCAA tournament. I would think they. I I think that as a three seed, it looks like they will get Maryland, right? Maryland or Wisconsin, I think, but I think it's Maryland. Although Maryland lost, and I have to go back and look. They lost to Northwestern last night. That may it may change things, but they get Maryland or Wisconsin probably <clears throat> as the uh, as the six, and uh, the Hawks would then uh, have a chance probably at Illinois. Uh, but if you can certainly, if they get by that that first round of the Big Ten tournament, they win these three. They they do that. They are going to be a two. They get past Illinois, who pounded Michigan the other night. They get past Illinois. Now you have the legitimate argument of are they a number one seed? Ah. It's possible. Well, no, you do because you're going to have the same record. The two teams split. They're going to be right next to each other in the net. What? Because they beat Michigan and you didn't? That's Maybe that's it. Maybe well, that's the tipping point. Maybe. If, maybe. If Iowa were to beat Illinois and beat Michigan. Well, then for sure. Then you, for sure you're a one. You would have to be. You would have to be. You would be the Big Ten Conference Tournament champion of the best conference in the country. Now, you now if Northwestern were to win the Big Ten Tournament, I don't <laughs> think they're going to be a one. I don't, I don't so, um, I also don't think that that's going to happen. No, um, I, I don't. Although Northwestern played better about basketball, did you see last night. I uh, did not watch that game. They've last won. Night. They've won two in a row. They won at Minnesota. How in the world did Iowa lose at Minnesota on Christmas Day? How did that happen? Minnesota's terrible, right? But they they were they were in the tournament Minnesota, just a week or so Minnesota ago. Minnesota is so. not that terrible. They're, but they have the largest differential of home and away, offense to defense and all of that. Uh, but they did end up losing at home to Northwestern. That was the that's killer. That's they're out of the tournament. I mean, that's it. They're well, done. They're going to ha- they'd have to win They'd have to almost probably get to the finals Yes, to yeah. get in. They're done. Indiana hurt themselves a little bit by losing to uh, to uh, Michigan State the other night. But 
They still got a game with Purdue left, so they still have a shot. And then I they got they I got work see, to do. In I Indiana. don't see any yeah. way Indiana gets in unless they get to the finals. They're in the next four out, according to everybody. Yeah, no, I uh, I think if they get to the semifinals. They might have a shot at it. Boy. They got to they got to beat Purdue right on the road, and then they they're going to have to win. So who's the four? Yeah. Ohio State would be the four. Well, let me just look here. I've got so my, Michigan, Illinois, my, Iowa, Ohio State, and then five would likely be Purdue, and six would be either Maryland or Wisconsin. Right now, if everything just kind of goes according to Hoyle, you like that? I do. Uh, actually, Wisconsin now, by virtue of Maryland's loss last night at at at. Uh, so you play Wisconsin on Sunday, Wisconsin. and then theory you could play them again on Friday. Yes. Yes, I don't. Oh boy! I don't, well, here's I mean, the deal. I, so, and Michigan may play Michigan State three straight games. That's a real, real possibility. So, Michigan State's going to be the eight. They'd be the nine. Michigan State would be the nine, assuming they lose these two games at Michigan or at Michigan. If they split with Michigan, they may move up to be an eight. But either way, they're probably the eight nine, and they're going to play Michigan probably. So, who who's the nine then that they would end up being playing? I mean, Rutgers. Rutgers and Michigan State are sitting there. Indiana's the 10 right now. In, so, no way Indiana's in. Well, they beat Maryland, who is in, and they beat Illinois. Those would be their two, their first two games. So they get to the to the semifinals by beating Indiana, by beating Maryland and beating Illinois. I, I think Indiana might have a shot at a claim. See, here's the deal. And winning at Purdue, by the way, that, that would be three straight quad, win, one. quad one wins for them. That might get them in. Yeah. But, Hawks, Hawks, though, are looking. This this three seed is looking pretty good. If you look tonight, obviously Nebraska, um, Nebraska's playing better basketball suddenly too. Uh, I think Nebraska had the you lose your star game, and oftentimes when you lose your star for the first game back, your team plays out of its mind. Teddy Green decided to just up and quit because he got mad. He didn't three play or four, ten, three yeah. or four games to go. So and they, and so the team rallies around that. What oftentimes happens, though, is the second game after the, the star's out, you lose that, you're deflated. Right. And so Iowa's 17.5-point favorite, which is a ton to to anybody. Um, that's a big number. That's Texas Tech against Iowa State number. That's, it's, a big, it's a big number. Um, Nebraska, so Nebraska, we're, they, they've won two in a row. They pounded Rutgers the other night at home. But you're right, that was the sort of – you know, man up game after after they losing their Penn State. They beat Penn State. Their, that was their first win. They lost to them on the road, and then they won last week. I want to say Minnesota, Minnesota, and uh, and then they get they got I think, records. I think both those games were in Lincoln. Uh, yeah, um, that, but they played better, and they took Illinois to overtime. Uh, and within the last two weeks, they've played a little better. I'm not saying they're going to beat Iowa tonight. I sure as heck hope not, right? Well, but I think they're the, playing better basketball. The, and fact this is, that, you know, the fact that they've won their last two games is going to make certain that Iowa is on alert. I, I agree. I not, agree. Not to mention that Iowa lost to this basketball team a year ago in Lincoln without Jordan, without CJ. Uh, in, and they in, were yes. three for 33 from yeah. three. It was the game. It literally, Nebraska then went an entire year before winning a Big Ten basketball game. So that you know, because they finally beat Penn State here a couple weeks ago to to get their first Big Ten victory in over a year. The one before that had been Iowa. And so. basically, Hoiberg said um, anyone who's not guarding Wieskamp can double down on Luca in that game, and they that's how they effectively right. took you him. You took Luca yeah. a bit out of the game. Not a bit. They did. Then, of course, when we came back to Iowa City, didn't the Hawks beat them at like 28? 
I don't even remember. I don't even have. It was that. it, it was, was a yeah. beat down, but you had Jordan, not Jordan, you but had you had CJ back. back. Yep. Suddenly um, you had another shooter, and that was the end of that. Right. Right. And so now we've got all three uh, shooters, and of course Connor still chucking them up. Listen. So I. Well, how about our Connor McCaffrey minute? Well, let's do our Connor McCaffrey minute, right? Yeah, my observation on of Sunday. There's lots of observations we're going to on Sunday, but one of the observations is Joe uh, Joe Toussaint needs to play a lot more for Iowa. He needs to be on the court a lot more. Patrick McCaffrey needs to be on the court a lot more. Filling up these two guys need to fill up the minutes left by Jack Nungy and his injury, and it shouldn't be Connor McCaffrey. And I want and I saw people going, "Did you see some of those inside passes he made the other?" I'm like, he passes the basketball good. Okay. Other than that, he's he's still, uh, he still can't shoot at all. He damn near tripped and fell over trying to make a layup, a wide open layup, and he shot it over the top of the rim the other day. It was it was. We've we've all been there thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so open, and where's the contact? And he just he blew it. He blew a bunny. Okay, and, that happens. Oh, okay. But that's obviously that's a shot he needs to make. And but he didn't understands you that. think though that the energy and the defensive the defensive pressure oh, Joe, that Joe, Joe, Joe brought very even even when he made a mistake like he threw a bad inbounds pass right Ohio State goes down and scores and I'm like Ugh. he immediately came down and had a, an assist a steal got in the passing lane tip a ball away had another assist I'm like. It, he also threw a bad pass and then immediately went, dove on the floor. Yes. Caused havoc, a hustle play. Yes, that uh, was a total. I forgot about that. Yes. And and so, obviously, Joe Toussaint, for some reason, which doesn't make a, a lot of sense, is going to get some of Jack Nungy's uh, minutes. Uh, our friend Bruce over at GMIX has told me that Lucas plus minus is the worst when Nungy and he were both on the floor. Which I found interesting. Obviously, that can't happen. It, it, you know, good lord, Jack Nudge, Could you have a? Could you have a more more bad luck? Your dad dies. You blew your knee out after blowing your knee out last year, and, yeah, and and whatever. So, you know, hopefully he's able to uh, rehab and get better because the Hawks are going to need him next year. Uh, to he's not going to be Luca Garza, but I mean to be a presence. Uh, in the middle there, that they're going to need that. It certainly doesn't look like the dude from Indy, uh, England is quite ready for uh, prime time. No, no, he, he may turn into something, but we'll see. But I'm you I'm know. with you on Joe, and I think everybody likes uh, Joe Toussaint is kind of the backup quarterback. I can't believe what I just watched you do. Anyway, <laughs> he's the backup quarterback. Everybody loves him when he's in. They don't mind if he throws an interception. He's exciting. He runs. He what? puts an RPO into the basketball game. But his defense certainly added a lot last week and completely took Young out of the game for Ohio State. I mean, he was – that dude got frustrated. And, mm-hmm. you know, the Hawks since – well, everyone points to the Indiana game on Super Bowl Sunday, but – no, it was the week. It was the week before that when they really turned it on defensively. After they had they had really well, they, they dropped put, to like one thirty five, right? And it was the Ohio State game that Fran goes, "What am I playing all this zone for?" Yep. And he challenged mm-hmm. them, and the guys have stepped up yep. in this man to man defense that they're probably playing sixty five to seventy percent of the time has been very, very, very effective. Um, if nothing else, just in keeping their energy up. 
and not I, giving see, wide I open agree. threes. I think there's two things. There's two things. So first of all, it's gone in the, the adjusted defensive number. Of course, is it's it's points per trip, right? But they've gone from like being 135th in the NCAA to 59th. Right. Is that where they are now? Yeah, they've moved up to 59th. That's right. A, that's a that's a significant move in a small period of time in a right? month. Right. And but I I think you I think you hit the nail on the head. If you I stay with defense, that trend, defense ooh. begets their offense. Right. I think they're they're well, they get a lot more runouts. They get a lot more fast break points. It, it, a lot and more they get, they get wide, more open threes. Wide open threes. Right. right. When they're in their half court offense. Luca Garza is their option in the half court offense, and and, and I'm, I realize that's the plan, right? It makes perfect sense, but they don't get a lot of open three looks without, uh, you know, w- without. Well, you got to go inside now, right? They, they don't get a ton of them as much as you'd like them to, as good as the shooters they are. They get a lot of those three looks on the fast break, or they get them on, you know, early in the shot clock and that type of a thing. And I think you're right. I think defensively it makes a big, big difference, and that's why I. I I want that kid on the court more. I also want to see him play because I don't want him to leave the program. Right. And I I, I feel like if you can get him tw- 18, 20 minutes a game for the rest of the year, I, I mean he's going to all of a sudden feel like the last ten games of the year made a season. Somebody somebody complained in the other day about him shooting sixty five percent from the free throw line. Connor shooting forty five, forty five. How did? It, I, literally I. I I know that's that w- four for eleven. It's eight it's, for twenty-two. It's awful, right? It's literally his shooting. You can give me five beers and I go shoot I, four for eleven. I, we can. I can stand there blindfolded and shit. Now, granted, I'm not in a Big Ten basketball game. There's nerves and all that. But this is what. Well, this it's is not what like the crowd should be bothering. No. He just. It, I'm. I'm just sorry, but I, I think the trade-off here works in that favor. Um, well, so Con- Connor certainly adds uh, leadership. He adds. Uh, a sense of cockiness, um, an edge, and I like all that. I do. To, I, I to, do. I like that. Team. And it's worth it, eight minutes a game, not twenty-five. Well, when twenty-two. It, when it's the starters out there, it's fine. But there was a lineup the other day that I went. Well, this is an interesting choice. I think we had Keegan, Patrick, Connor, Joe, and Luca, and I was kind of going, okay. So let's say they throw it into Luca. Who's he kicking it out to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Patrick is clearly a slasher. I mean, he can make threes, but he gets the line a lot. Uh, you know, Weezy, it, we have not spoke, we have not talked enough about Joe Wieskamp on this show. That kid's game has elevated and, and got to whatever the next level is that he ever needed to be at. I mean, he's got to be averaging 22 points a game the last month. That when this is where you know a lot of people are like, is he seriously going to leave for the NBA? Yeah, he'll probably leave for the NBA. He probably will. I mean, he's he's I, they'll he'll go and get a, an assessment. He's not going to leave for the NBA. If he leaves, he's leaving for Europe. Well, maybe uh, he'll go get his assessment. I'll tell you right now, the NBA is they want guys who can stand where he can stand and just shoot because nobody plays any defense until the playoffs. Now, he may sit a lot in the playoffs. Everybody knows that nobody just, plays oh, any defense until the last two be, minutes of the game and then playoffs. He'll be open. He'll be open, and he'll can shots. That's what they want. So I'm just – we'll see what the assessment comes back. Kyle, I think Kyle Corver's made a yes, kajillion dollars make, doing make that. Killing doing it, right? Um, but we'll, we'll see about that. But you're right. No, his, his 
his game has been elevated to the to where we expected it to be at this point, right? I think the only thing we we you never know when a kid ha- has those kind of accolades when he comes in uh, whether they can go to the hole or not, or whether their game is going to be shooting. Right? But so after you assess where but, he was as his, a freshman, we re- knew what he was probably rebounding's be, better. Right? His his uh, when he goes to the basket is better. He finishes. He's been missing free throws, which I'm sure drives him crazy. That uh, is a little surprising. Yeah, you know. But uh, first two free throws he shot the other day against uh, Ohio State both. clanked him, and yeah. I was like, Joe. How does, yeah, how does he do that? And and but other than that, I mean, I got nothing but good things to say. He's his length is starting to show itself in a positive sense on defense. He's playing great, and he's been a huge asset. We got Tom Caker coming. We must, we do. We're going to have Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com because they're not playing ball right now. We'll have him back here on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700. The Back to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700. The Champ, real sports talk for real sports fans. Back here at the Alchemy Lounge, founder of Distilling Company, West Point, Brandon St. Craig Jr. with you here on the Hawkeye Huddle. Check out the podcast tomorrow. If you, tomorrow? Tomorrow. If you uh, miss For any sure, portion, sorry. Uh, at the HawkeyeHuddle.com. We'll get that up there. Uh, hey, at the Alchemy Lounge here or at Foundry Distilling, uh, event space rental available and tours. If you do a, a Foundry Distilling Company tour, you get the experience of uh, seeing how they produce their innovative facility here. You get complimentary tastings, a voucher for the Alchemy Lounge right here, and you can do all that by booking at FoundryDistillingCompany.com slash visit. Colby and his buddy Tyler came down last night for a tasting. Oh, did they? Yeah. They have anything new? I don't know. Checked in. We I checked in with them. I didn't to see what ask. What's new on the docket? We'll have to see. Well, it's always a good a good time and a good idea to uh, check. Brett, out here you're not going to believe this. On the line for the seventeenth year. On the line. Using the power of the interwebs, our good friend Tom Caker, Hawkeye Report. Tom, how are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm en route to uh, Iowa City. Just about pulling into Iowa City right now for uh, cover the. Uh, the Hawkeyes and the uh, Cornhuskers tonight. Tom, do you realize that this is the first time since 1956 that Iowa has entered March, entered uh, ranked in the top five in the country? Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? But remember, Fran fade. <laughs> That's right. Well, I think the fade is in reference to his hair now, not uh, the basketball team's effort. Well, I, I I just remember that. When they were in the midst of that that uh, that slide, that there were people on my wonderful message board, and God bless them, loved to death, that were ready to. They were on the ledge, they were on the bridges, and I don't see a win left on the schedule. And, and here we are. Yeah, I think that was obviously that was a little over the top. But I get you know when you lose when you lose four out of five games, you start looking at at what's going on, and I I think. It's it, obviously the the experience of this team, Tom, the, the, that we all counted on going into this year has really paid off in terms of them powering through and, and continuing to improve rather than sort of coasting to the end of the year. I mean, clearly, the way the defense has gone since those that, that slide has shows how hard they continue to work at practice. They work so hard. Yeah, I think that was... Um, you know, there was kind of, I think, maybe a needed moment for this team. 
that Fran just basically said, I'm not going to play zone and let you guys just slide into zone. You're going to have to bust your butt and and play man-to-man. And if you can't play man-to-man, we're just not going to do well. So commit to playing man-to-man. And they did that. And it worked. And they've been much better. And, you know, they've really kind of been, I think if you kind of look at things from just since that, that point, since the end of that, that uh, losing streak, they have um, they've been you know probably about a top twenty team in the country in terms of defense efficiency. So they've been really good. They have been really good, and you know, Tom, uh, in the break, Brett and I were commenting that the Hawks have won six road games this year, and five of them have really been blowouts. With the only close one at Rutgers, uh, just a tremendous job on the road. Obviously, there's no fans that probably you know helps, but still a great job. And then I think that points to the maturity of that team. Yeah, they're they're just uh, you know they've shown a, a little bit of mental toughness here, and um, and and they they've got that desire the desire to win, and they want they know that there's high expectations. They want to meet those expectations. They have high expectations for themselves. That's why Luca came back. That's why Jordan Bohannon's back. That's you know they want they want to have this special year with. Uh, you know, that, that they've had in front of them. So I'm, you know, this week's big. They've got to, you know, I, they do need this double bye. They've got to finish this week off and, and win both games. And if they can do that, get that three seed, you know, then you, you see what happens. But I think if they can get that, you know, on Friday, they're pretty much locking themselves into being a, a two seed in the NCAA tournament. And you'll like that view. You, you think that that, that gives you a chance to maybe get a monkey off your back in March. Is um, So C.J. Frederick continues to play now. You know, he, he was out for quite a while and, and then in and out of the lineup. Is he playing through pain now? Does he Did he finally just decide I'm going to have to play through pain, or is he better? Um, a little both. I think he's a little bit better, but I think he's just going to play through whatever it is, you know, the plantar fascia thing um you know he's just going to play through that and george bohanna did it a couple years ago played through right. the plantar fascia didn't have a choice you know didn't have a choice and you go to the good you go to the good through. feet store <laughs> yeah, you go, little... go to your feet. Yeah. give you those inserts and you're good well, it's a, if you've ever had that, it's a it's a tough one. So I, I just wondered if he had improved enough because the idea was to sit out long enough that it would improve, right? But, I but just boy, wondered. he has such a difference when he's oh, on. It the, is just it is. I mean, from the the danger of we have to guard him to his defense and rebounding, uh, you know, on that on that end, and he's a stabilizer on offense. He's a he's another guy that you can trust with the ball. You know, he's the. Ultimate glue guy. He and Connor McCaffrey yes. are just kind of glue guys. They're just they're guys that just make winning plays. Uh, they they don't make bad decisions. They make smart decisions. They don't turn the ball over. I, I don't think CJ's had a turnover this calendar year in in twenty twenty one. Not I know he missed some. Time. I know he missed some time, but I mean, that's just. Yeah, it that's just crazy. tells you the value of a guy like that. He can guard, um, you know, he's a threat to score, but he's not a selfish scorer. Um, just the floor spacing is better when he's on the floor. So 
And no, he's, he's just a he's a great player. He's stone cold. He is. Stone cold <laughs> C.J. Frederick. Because the other day, it, it happened again the other day. Here comes Ohio State. They go on a run. They pull the within four, and you think, oh, here we go. C.J. nails a three. Joe hits a Joe three. Hits a th- Joe hits a three, and boom, thing widens out again. He backed and to nine, right. and it was over. But somebody had you, – you have to have that guy on the court or the, at least a couple of those guys on the court to do that. Hey, I want to flip to football, uh, Tom, because there's a little news. Uh, the Hawks, uh, it appears, I guess it's not official yet, sounds like they found their offensive line coach. Uh, 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 now, I guess uh, Tulane, uh, who he was going to go to t- Tulane, but uh, was at Miami of Ohio for a long time. Who, who did they? Uh, who are they going to grab? Yeah, George Barnett is the guy's name. He's uh, from Illinois, actually. Went to Millican University and, uh, um, you know, in the old CCIW, which I, I'm familiar with because uh, Augustana College is right, right by D3. where I live. Right. Yeah, D3, um, you know, good program there. Um, he learned kind of under uh, Harry Heikstand, um, who's another uh, another one of those uh, Joe Moore guys. So, um, you know, if you're a Joe Moore guy or somehow off the Joe Moore tree in some, some fashion, Kirk Ferentz is going to be interested in you. And uh, he was at Miami of Ohio, and he was kind of the co-OC and also O-line coach and Went to he left left there and went to Tulane in uh, December, and now he's um, you know now he's now he's at Iowa. I had heard his name on Sunday Monday. Um, someone that came you know because we'd heard about the the Temple coach Joe Trippolo, uh about him being a guy who was interviewed, and then I had heard about the Tulane coach. So. Ends up being the Tulane coach, who's now going to be with the Hawkeyes. It seems like a good fit. He was recruiting the state of Iowa quite a bit, too. So, Midwest guy, knows his way around the state, knows his way around um, Illinois, too. When you take a look at the football program and the the few needs that they have next year, uh, it's been interesting. You know, the, the transfer portal has lots and lots of kids in it. Uh, is there anybody that's even relatively developing right now that we know about as a possibility of transferring in uh, to kind of fill a couple of those those upper class holes that we need? Not really. I I haven't seen anything uh, that, that indicates anything because you know. And the, here's the hard part: kids can't take visits. You right, know, they right. can't go anywhere. So you know, it's hard to really kind of get to know kids, recruit them. You have to kind of almost have a previous relationship with them or, or a referral a strong referral yeah. Yeah, strong referral of some sort but um at this point i was seems like they're gonna just kind of stand pat and go with the hand that they got they feel pretty good about it um the other thing is i don't know if they've really got any space and then they've got um you know we have a couple guys that are staying uh, for another year uh not that they count but they count um, if you know what I mean. So, right. uh, you know, it's still a scholarship that they've got to deal with. Um, so, and they've got, you know, the other thing about, you know, they, they don't just, they don't, I don't know if they have room, and then they've got a really small senior class, too. So, um, you know, right now there's only like 11 seniors in that senior group. So it's it's going to be a small recruiting class for 2022 as well. 
be interesting to see if anything. I mean, obviously, they don't. If they don't need, they don't need, right? You might look at the defensive line. You might look a couple places where you might need, and and uh, but it'll be interesting to see if anything develops because there's still tons of kids out there. I think it, Tom, and I think we talked about this last week when and you weren't able to be on because of the, the game. This or might have been the week before that. But one of the things that's interesting about the transfer portal is that um, a lot of kids have entered. Assuming, you know, these are like four or five, three, four or five star kids who didn't get a play wherever they started out. But there's not a lot of programs that have a lot of space to, that can guarantee you, hey, you want to come in? Yeah, I'm a big t- we're a Big Ten team. You want to come in? We'll guarantee you you'll start at running back. Or we'll guarantee you you'll start on our defensive line. We'll guarantee it's just not going to happen. And so the transfer portal that my great fear, of course, was it was going to be this big free agency grab. But it, actually, it almost feels like collusion not. by the coaches saying if a guy said he didn't want to play because he didn't wasn't getting playing time, yeah, tough. Well, it's just it's t- it's it's not as easy as it sounded to just say I'm I'm going to throw myself out there. Uh, you know, nobody's grabbing them. Here's a great lesson in life that that all of us should probably remember, and it's never never overestimate your own value and your your own worth. Um, and I. Oh. My wife reminds me of that sometimes too. So, and my boss as well. You know, it's a, that's it's true. That's, just, that's reality. Is you just? I think sometimes these kids kind of overestimate their value and overestimate their their worth. And never do that because you might find out the harsh reality that you're not as valuable as you think you are. It's, uh, it's, it's There's a term at Iowa you, about you, that. It's called the next man in. They, well, it, it is. and Well, that's true. That's, that's a great point. I was going to say, I, I've always been told that I'm replaceable everywhere, right? But next man is, in is, the, is the mantra at Iowa, and they play that way. It did, did I want to – me, so let me I, – I, I, we're going in a different direction, but did Amir Smith-Marset overestimate his own value? in going into the NFL. I mean, clearly he's, he's been a playmaker for Iowa for three years. It's been great. But he, I don't see him rated on a lot of draft boards, you know, super high. And just, uh, Do you think he maybe overestimated himself a little bit? Um, potentially. Um, but, again, you know, he's a senior. So, you know, he could – it's just time for – I think he yeah. was ready to go. Yeah. So He also you know, can return. But, he could have. Turn punts he and kicks. Yeah, I I think um, I would caution. I always say caution on um, putting too much into just what you read online at this point because we don't know what NFL teams are really thinking right now. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. And, and I always got their pro day in the twenty second, and I think we'll get a better picture. Um, you know, one of the guys that I think you should probably. Iowa fans should probably watch and get ready to see how he kind of blows up. It's probably not on anybody's draft radar, really, but uh, Nick Neiman. Oh, really? He's going to put, yeah. put, put up some big numbers at Combine, and he's going to turn some heads. Uh, and Because there's not an NFL Combine this year. It's just pro days. Right, So right. Well, it sounds like, uh, uh, you know, it, it – Everybody knows Iowa players are prepared when they get there, right? right. And he's got the pedigree with his brother and all that. Hey, okay, so real quick, let's flip it. We got two minutes left uh, with you, Tom. Uh, you're, you feel good about these two? These two this week? I I do. Um, you know, well, I've been really impressed with the fight that Nebraska has shown uh, in some of these games. They haven't really played anybody too too scary. 
you know, the second game at Maryland was as close as they've gotten on the road since they've come back from their pause. And other than the Penn State win, you know, I'm just talking about against higher-level competition. They haven't really put a scare into many people. So I, I anticipate Iowa's going to win fairly comfortably tonight. I don't know if it'll be the 17-and-a-half. Right. But, and, and Wisconsin just seems like I think shoot. what I think what we found out about Wisconsin is we kind of overestimated that little eight game run that they went on last year before COVID pause when they ended up winning a sheriff Big Ten title, and that was kind of an anomaly. And yeah. they're really not that great. And they can't shoot, Tom. Eight- yeah, they just they they're not a good shooting team. Other than Trice, they don't shoot it. Great, Davison. Everybody hates him now, and including the referees. Yep. So, and, and their big. <laughs> yeah, no, he wore out his welcome. He did. Their big. The Reavers has not become Frank Kaminsky. He just hasn't. No. No. All right. Hey, thanks, Tom. We appreciate you joining us. Kind of a strange question I asked on ISM. I, oh, by the, I by, by that, the way, next Tuesday, Tom, if no, available. Yeah, we're doing Tuesday next week if you're around. So we'll talk to you about that. All right, thanks, thanks, Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com. We'll come back and wrap things up here on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Chain. You're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Rich on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. You know, we're down to the last couple of shows, so let's tell everybody what's what's going to go on. You're Brett Rich, Dave Creighton Jr. with you here at the uh, Alchemy Lounge, Foundry Distilling Company. Um, what? what Let's thank our sponsors first. G-Mix, of course. We're going to do we're going to do two shows. We're going to do one show next Tuesday night. Right. Over there. Right. Right. Cuz the Cause Alchemy Found- Lounge is closed. Is, is a, the Alchemy Lounge is a Thursday, Friday, Saturday operation. Foundry is open, by the way, if you want to come in and, and taste whiskey and do some of their other programming. It's just the Alchemy Lounge is Thursday, Friday operation. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So G-Mix next Tuesday night because you and I are then flying to um, points south uh, for the beach. Hola, amigo. Yeah, the next uh, on Thursday, and then the following week we will be doing. Come, come. Jer- we're Jeremy, doing our best. You better, you better have a seatbelt on that day. Yeah, and you and possibly queued up the best no. of the Hawkeye Huddle. Yes, the best of. because we're going to be uh, in Cancun. We'll be doing the show from there, previewing the Hawkeyes in the NCAA tournament wherever they end up going. So. Uh, that will be fun as well. And then I believe when we get back, we'll be back here at Alchemy Lounge for the uh, final f- final or close to the final show of the year. That would I mean, be, who knows? Maybe they go to the final four and then we'll keep going, right? Right. But Thursday uh, the 26th. Yeah. And for all our sponsors, AM, PM Plumbing, you know what they do, Brett? They do plumbing. They're right across the street over here, down here in the junction. And they are a great friend of our, of our program. We're proud to have them with us. As well as Doug Stonehawker and uh, the Remax Concepts, uh, Doug Stonehawker Realty, uh, of course, uh, personal um, personal um, uh, realtors for my family over the years. Seriously, three three different houses, twenty some odd years, it's four different houses, twenty uh, some odd years, and uh, Doug and, and company will really take care of you listing and selling. And last year we really did. It was this time last year, right? I know. We were just did, and we did it in six weeks. It was amazing. DSMRealEstate.com, DSMRealEstate.com. That's how you check it out. Had the forethought that uh, family did to get DSMRealEstate.com as their uh, their uh, URL way back when the internets and the interwebs were put together, and they got that. So their home team of the week. Uh, we always do the sponsor and the home. They're the sponsor of the home team of the week, as we say. 
Always fun to see how that goes with uh, basketball because basketball is a little tougher. But uh, I think we're going to go tonight with, are we doing OU in Texas? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Boomer. Two and a half point uh, favorites at home against Texas. Uh, that's there's a bunch of good games, but the point spreads are kind of out of whack on some of these, so it's really hard to see where where a good one would be. But well, we'll get to our uh, foundry distilling last call here in just a bit. Michigan currently leading Michigan State, by the way, thirty to twenty four. Uh, that coming up before the Hawkeye game tonight. Wrestlers uh, at uh, Penn State this week for the uh, uh, on Saturday and Sunday. Wall-to-wall coverage, by the way, on BTN. They've got nothing else to run, so they're going to do, like, whip-around coverage of everything in the morning on Saturday. Oh, fun. They're going to do uh, side-by-sides at night on Saturday night, and then they're covering all the wrestlebacks on Sunday morning. I mean, they're doing the whole thing. Is Tim uh, Johnson and— uh, I imagine it will be, yes. Oh, yes. he's—those guys are good. Well, they're the— they're they the are one, the TV guys. They are the one and only yeah, wrestling yeah. guys. Jim Gibbons and, and uh, Tim Johnson. Tim Johnson. Yeah. Used to be on PBS or yeah, Channel 11. Absolutely. Uh, big, so the Hawks go in with four top seeds in the Big Ten uh, in Lee, Ironman, Marinelli, and Kemmerer, right? And they have two or three, sorry, three two seeds in DeSanto, DeSanto. Murin, and Young. And I think Cassiope is a three. And well, the only two guys Cassiope other, can't beat are, are the, the two, two dudes ahead yes, of him. Um, and that's where he'll be in the Nationals as well. So that's uh, the Big Tens this week for them. You can watch it on BTN. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then, of course, uh, the Nationals in a couple of weeks uh, for them. Are Baseball. St. Louis? I think so, yes. 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 Baseball starts. Baseball starts this week. The Hawks picked, by the way, uh, fourth in the Big Ten, which is not too bad, considering uh, when all you know where the baseball program has Heller come ball. from. Hellerball. Um, but uh, will that get them into the NCAA tournament? We'll see. You know, some sort of regional. They start off with four against the favorites in the Big Ten, and the only ranked team the in Michigan, Michigan yeah. um, down in Texas, I think, this weekend. Uh, and and we wondered a couple of weeks ago why Jack Dreyer was out. He's having Tommy John surgery, so he will not be part of the program oh. this year. Well, he won't be part of, this, of the, right. the on-field program, but uh, back uh, hopefully in a couple of years um, or in a year for him. But uh, still a couple of Central Iowa kids playing on that t- team, and they, they got a lot of position players back. They're going to be really good. It'll be fun to see how they Tommy develop. John surgery, which used to be career-threatening, is now career-extending. When does it not become Tommy John surgery? It, I mean, at it some point It will always time, be Tommy John surgery. Well, Lou Gehrig's disease is no longer Lou Gehrig's disease. Well, yes, that's fair to say. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you this. Tommy it's John should actually. Lou Gehrig got that. And Tom, Tommy John had the Tommy John surgery. should be in the, in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame strictly for the Tommy John surgery. That and that alone. Yes. <laughs> actually, he was. Hey, he's 74 mile an hour fastball. Right. <laughs> Pitch for the Dodgers and the Yankees. Hawkeye women uh, won two last week, 89-67. They eventually got around to playing Michigan that night. They just it, it literally was a seven-hour delay. Then what I was thought, the problem? I, some Michigan player tested positive, and they had to wait to see whether they could all play or not. And I'm not, I never got the full story. I thought maybe the Hawks got up by, like, 25, like, right away. And Michigan's ranked 15th, by the way. Right. They got up by 25 right away. They were way ahead the whole game. They won by 22, 89-67. I thought maybe Michigan had some kids that didn't play. I don't think that's the case. I think Iowa just pounded them. Uh, and then they went out and won at Wisconsin on Sunday, 84-70. to Lost yesterday at number 10, Indiana, a team they'd already beaten once this year, 89-80. to So they, and they Are they right on the bubble? 
No, they're they're well in. They're a number eight seed, and they're well in. They're Again. a number eight seed, which means they're going to be out in the se- in the second round because they're going to play one of the top four teams. That just you know, but the the nation will get a chance to see Caitlin Clark uh, when when they play one of those top seeds. They're currently fourteen and eight, ten and eight. Uh, Big Ten uh, tournament for them looks like it'll probably start. Uh, they're they're probably going to be what did I have that what did I see I think they're the six. Sounds right. Uh, I think they're the six or maybe wait. Nope, they're seventh. They're the seven, and they can't get up over Ohio State. Who Ohio State is only nine and six, and they're going to get the benefit of this convoluted way that they're doing it, which is basically winning percentage rather than number of wins. Iowa may well end up at eleven, uh, eleven and eight, uh, as they play Nebraska this weekend. They may end up well uh, eleven and eight, and uh, Ohio State nine and seven. But Ohio State will actually—that's a better winning percentage. Huh. So, so anyway. So is that better? Really? I don't yeah. know. I haven't done the math today. It's my understanding there'd be no math tonight. Yeah. Uh, either way, so they'll probably end up being the seven, which gets them a game at five thirty p.m. next Wednesday, and we'll see how that goes for them. Um, currently, like I say, about an eighth seed, and they got some votes in the top twenty-five this week. They're probably uh, both the also APN receiving also votes. receiving votes. Couple of other mentions, real quick. Shout out to the uh, to the uh, women's gymnastics team that won the Big Ten regular season title first time. In forever. First time they ever went undefeated. So good Shout for Shout out to the Iowa crew team for actually getting on uh, water instead of ice. That's a good thing. And the Big, Ten, uh, the Big Ten indoor men's track champions for, the, I believe, the first time ever. I believe so. Iowa. Yes. So uh, good for them. So a couple my, of other sports. My good sports. friend Mike J made uh, mention of that on his mm-hmm. Twitter feed. He uh, broke the school record with 119 points, whatever that is worth yeah. in, the, uh, in the, the conference meet the other day. So good for them. Lots going on. It's March, and there always is lots going on. Um, so a couple of th- thoughts here about the NCAA tournament. Well, first of all, the Hawks are number five. The Hawk men are number five in the AP. Number six in the net today. Do you know who's number, number nine in the net? Who? Colgate. Uh, all right, well, I was <laughs> Not really? Crest. Colgate. Colgate. Well, I was going to get to the to the old. So RPI. Ken, Ken Palm has Iowa number six. The Massey Index that puts them all together has Iowa number five, right? But that was as of Sunday. The old RPI, the old way that they used to decide it 22. is. 22. 37. <laughs> That's how bad that metric is. It's just how ridiculously stupid. And, you know, I railed against it for years, but it was it was ridiculously dumb. You've been right about two things in this uh, Hawkeye Huddle career. That Todd Licklider and the RPI. Yeah, I was right about Todd Licklider from day one. And he still says that he should have played John earlier. Um, <laughs> either way. <laughs> Evansville thinks the Todd Glader stinks. Um, so the NCAA tournament a little different this year, right? So as what do you we, mean? As it's all in Indiana. It, that's different. Uh, f- the first four games are on that Thursday. Right. Right. And then, so the first round. Oh, geez, we're going to have to get out of here. First round, not till Friday. Perfect. We get home. Uh, yeah, but uh, games, the games, round of 32 games, could the Hawks be playing, could be playing on Monday afternoon. So? Uh, well, some of us don't get it just, we're going to have to figure out who. So? I'm, I've been going, I'm taking vacation time for this thing, you know. Anyway, just preparing people. You may be watching the Hawks at, at noon on Monday, the 22nd. It's called lunch. Gonna, just find a time to do it, right? All right, time now for our Temple Templeton, Foundry Distilling Company. Last call. Don't say things like that. It's a founder distilling company. Last call. They do use Templeton Rye barrels, so it's fine. There you go. That's good. That's right. I got that's the Hawks right. tonight by a million. 
And I got the Hawks by a million on Sunday. I got the Hawks. I got the Hawks tonight by ten, not getting the number, and I got them whatever the number is on Sunday. I, I agree. And we're and they're going in. They're rolling into this thing as the three seed, and it's going to be great. It's going to be fun. I, it, it's fun. I love watching them play defense, and I love the way they're turning that ball it, over. Just in, just remind remind everybody. Enjoy this. Right. Right. Have right. fun with this. Right. Enjoy it. Don't get so caught up in next week in the tournament and the NCAA tournament that you don't enjoy this. What will will hopefully end up being a 14 and six basketball team. Can you Big imagine Ten how and, many you know, tears there would be if there was a full crowd on Sunday for Iowa? Wisconsin? Oh, it, it just with Jordan yeah. and Luca, uh, those dudes going out. Hey, if people want to go to the Big Ten tournament, by the way, they're letting in 8,000 fans. So Iowa will be selling some tickets. I think you have to investigate how that's going to work, but that's a possibility. 30. So they, well, they're letting in 8,000 fans, so I think it's per it's per and, session, And right? Gary Bart so, has not yet said how many are going to be in the football stadium yet. No, he's pushing it. The Big Ten's just the, – the Big Ten's awful with this, right? Dude, if it were up to Gary Bart, this is at least – I listened to the president. We'll all have a vaccine by May. <laughs> Hawks by a million, boys. Hawks by a million. Hey, thanks. Uh, thanks, everybody, help us out. Jeremy back in the studio. And, of course, Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com. Join us next week, Tuesday, Tuesday night, for the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700. The Champions.